Welcome to the Creating Queensland podcast. This is a special three-part Queenslander renovation series, which is to be short, sharp, educational pieces to assist you with obtaining development approval specifically in Brisbane. I cover everything from choosing your consultants, when to engage a town planner, the costs involved, and the changes council will actually approve. My name is Jessica Reynolds. I'm the director of Urban Planners Queensland, a private town planning consultancy based in Brisbane. If you would like more information about town planning and renovating Queenslanders, you can find my free ebook on the homepage of our website, upqld.com.au. That's upqld.com.au. I hope you enjoy this special episode as part of the Queenslander Renovation Series. Choosing and getting the most out of your consultant team. No two clients I have worked with have been the same, but I have definitely come to see the difference between those that have successful or smoothly processed projects and those that have projects that flounder. Having the right team of people around you really seems to be paramount. I've identified five core principles from these clients that have the successful projects that should guide you to a team that will ensure your project success. Number one, set your values. So a value could be anything. I would choose one to three. And as an example, one of my biggest values when choosing a consultant is timing. I see how long it takes a consultant to get back to me with a fee proposal or some initial advice. If any consultant takes more than two business days to provide me with a fee proposal or initial advice, I immediately discount them. This is because this is my number one value. I would rather use someone who's a little bit more expensive that I know is going to keep a project moving, is going to keep um, providing advice in a timely manner than someone who is cheaper and going to take a week to do something. In my mind, I basically think that if you can't get a 15-minute fee proposal out um, within 48 hours, you're probably not the consultant for me. You need to choose what your values are, but I would do this immediately before even starting to seek a project team. Number two is do your research. Bit of a duh, but at the same time, it's about asking around, looking on Google. Those are the traditional forms of finding a consultant, but I would go one step further and I would start searching social media profiles. Not every consultant or business has this, but I'm a big believer that not every consultant or business will be the right fit for every single person. There are a lot of great businesses out there that do service a lot of clients, or you might, um, a friend might recommend a particular consultant. And whilst that is great and it might be a good fit, I would just delve deeper into the socials and check because from my experience, you know, uh, if you really like dealing with people who have 40 years experience in their work title, wear suits and talk about stocks and, you know, lots of other smart interesting things (laughs) and they work in the CBD, you're probably not going to want to work with someone like me. That's because that's not what I'm about. And you could easily figure this out when you go through our social media pages. So you could follow me on LinkedIn or you could follow me on Instagram, which you should be doing already. But once you kind of get to know those people, you would understand whether I would be a good fit for you or whether someone else would be a good fit for you. You can also meet with people um, and that can form part of your research. You don't necessarily need to keep it online unless, again, that is one of your values. Maybe one of your values is that you need people who you can meet or your value might be that you just purely want everything done online and you never want to meet your consultants. 
Number three is pay your consultants. This is super important if you want to create a trusting and respectful relationship with your consultants. A little bit of initial free advice is always, I think, expected in most industries, especially in mine, but even that has its limitations. If you're wanting to send someone 10 documents and have them review those for an hour, you should be paying for that to ensure that you are getting the best advice possible. I never trust free advice. I always take it with a grain of salt. So if you are looking for free advice, I would only be using that in the very early stages. Once you're actually looking to build a team, I would start paying. In my experience, that has resulted in the best outcomes. Number four kind of rolls on from number three. Before and once again, once engaged, communicate with your consultant about your expectations and what you actually want help with. If you have lots of experience with a certain type of development, make sure your consultant knows this. You might get a discount. If you don't have a lot of experience, let them know and they might alert you to an issue that only an experienced person would know. From my example would be, you know, if somebody came to me and said, I'm really experiencing one to two lot subdivisions, Jessica, uh, and we were doing a one into two lot subdivision, I would just assume, okay, this is going to be an easy project. You know what you're doing. You've actually, or it should have your consultant team together and you just, you've just found a new town planner. That's great. So in that instance, you know, I'd probably wouldn't be charging as much because it's not going to be as much work. Um, you've got a good team around you already. If you come to me and you say, oh, I've never done this before. I've done a few, you know, house renovations. This will be my first duplex then I'm probably going to have to do a bit more work because you might not have your consultant team yet. I'm going to have to help you engage or um, make sure that you are on the right track and educate you along the process. Whilst it might be tempting to tell me that, yes, you have a lot of experience in something to get a cheaper quote, you're probably doing yourself a disservice um, and it's not going to end well for anyone. And number five is show gratitude. This can be as simple as a text message or an email just saying thank you, great job. Even if I think someone's only done a standard job or even if they've done a great job, I'll thank them because people like working for nice, polite people. It's very easy to get caught up in all the things of a project and life throws at you. I know from my experience, it's, you know, we're at the start of a project. Once you get that town planning approval, I send through the documents. It's pretty much I would say 30% of people say thank you at the end of that Um, mostly because I understand how frustrating the process is but in the day um, a lot of those projects I've thrown a lot more of my heart and soul into it than what you've probably paid for well that's how I feel at least and so when I get that simple thank you I feel like it was worth it. Um, Think about the people you want to work with and make sure that you are behaving like one of those people. Um, You might find that once you start thanking people and being grateful for things, um, you'll get treated in a completely different manner from all your consultants. Um, And it's just generally a good habit to have. So those are my five core principles that'll guide you to creating a team that will ensure your project success. As I said before, if you want to get our ultimate town planner's guide to renovating Queenslanders in Brisbane, The download link can be found on the website upqld.com.au or at the bottom.